tourists from Switzerland was there, and we found out this through our translator and all that, but uh, somebody had told him that he had taken, the president is on, the, on their bills and stuff, and, and somebody had turned him in for stepping on the dollar, the bill, and it's not a dollar, but the bill with the president's face was facing up, and somebody turned him in, and he had been in, the jail, in jail for six weeks, and the French couldn't get him out and things, but it was one of those that they were, they were warning us, you know, make sure you're careful in the things that you do, because I thought, man, I don't want to go to jail in a foreign country. I don't want to go to jail here, much less a foreign country. So we, and it's, you know, it's great living in America, because if, you, if you've never been out of the States, you're, uh, you don't have freedom like you do here. Anyway, Deuteronomy chapter two, let's pray. Father, thank you for the evening. Just pray now that you be with us this evening as we look into your word for a few moments. Lord, that you would uh, just remind us of some things. And, and uh, as we look here into your word, and we just ask that you, you it's been said, that you just be with uh, those that are sick, those that are uh, have special requests. Lord, that you just help us to remember to intercede for others and lift them up and we just thank you for all that you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse number 1. Then we, <clears throat> then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me, and, and compassed Mount Seir many days. And the Lord said unto me, saying, Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. And command thou the people, saying, Ye are to pass through the coast of your brethren, the children of Esau, which shall dwell in Seir, and, and, shall be af and they shall be afraid of you. Take ye good heed unto yourselves, therefore. Meddle not with them, for I, will not, uh, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. Ye shall buy meat for them for money, that, they, that, they, that, they, that ye may eat and ye shall go also by water of them for money that ye may drink for the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all the works of thy hand he knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness these 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee and thou hast lacked nothing and when he passed by from our and when we passed by from our brethren the children of Esau which dwelt in Seir through the way of the plain of Elath and to the Ezon Gaber, we turned and passed by the way of the wilderness of Moab. Verse number nine, And the Lord said unto me, Distress not the Moabites, neither contend with them in battle, for I will not give thee any of the land for the possessions, because I have given or unto the children of Lot for a possession. The Emmons dwelt therein in times past, a great people, and many and tall as the Anakims, which, which also were counted giants as Anakims, but the Moabites called them Emmons. And the Horams also dwelt in Seir before, the, before time. But the children of Esau succeeded them when they had destroyed them from before them, and dwelt in their stead as Israel did in the land of, the, of his possessions, which the Lord gave unto them. Now rise up, said I, and get you over the brook of Zered. And he went over the brook Zered in the space in which he came from Kadesh Barnea until 
we were come over the brook Zered, and there eight and thirty and eight years until all the generations of men of war were wasted out from among the host of the Lord, swear unto them. For indeed, <clears throat> indeed, the hand of the Lord was against them to destroy them among the hosts until they were consumed. So it came to pass when all the men of war were consumed and the dead among the people that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Thou art to pass over through Ar to the coast of Moab this day. And when, they, <clears throat> when thou comest nigh over against the children of Ammon, Distress them not, nor meddle with them, for I will not give thee of the land of the children of Ammon any possessions, because I have given it unto the children of Lot for a possession. Possession. That also was counted a land of giants. Giants dwelt therein in old time, and the Ammonites called them Zazumanims, a great and a, and a people great, and many and tall as the Anakins. But the Lord destroyed them before... Was, I'm sorry, but the Lord destroyed them before them, and they succeeded them and dwelt in their stead, as did to the children of Esau, which dwelt in Zir, when destroyed the Hormans before they before them, and they succeeded them and they dwelt there in, in the stead until until this even until this day, and the Avens went and dwelt at Hazarim, unto Azai the the Cathorphims which came forth out of Capthor, destroyed them, and dwelt there in, the land, in, the, in their stead. We'll leave off reading for, for, for right now. But here in, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 2, the children of Israel are on their way to the promised land. And they, came, they come through the country here uh, that are possessed by the children of Esau, uh, a, a story, you know, and other heathen people. And before they passed through this, this nation, God got, uh, told Moses, he said, get, you know, get the people, get them together, and tell them this is how you're going to journey through this country. And if you've hit, heard me any at all or been in Sunday school, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, 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 there's a lot of typology in Scripture. And so this evening we're going to look at the same thing. We're going to look at this as a, as, a, as a typology of the children of Israel going through here and in, in our Christian life. You know, the Bible is, uh, you know, gives us examples and things. So the children of Israel, of, of Israel here represents God's people. And the way that they were to behave as they made their way through the, these heathen lands are supposed to be the way that, uh, that citizens of heaven act. And you've heard this before, but the psalm, this world's not my home, I'm just a passing through. So if we're Christians, this old world's not our home, we're just passing through. And there's some things, we're, we're, the ch we're children of God, and there's some things that, we're, and we're going to look at them, but as we're going through this world, there's some things that we need to stay away from. Amen. You know, not getting mixed up in the world. If, if, if truly our home's in heaven, uh, you know, this, we're ready to pass from you know, this old world. We don't want to get entangled in this old world. Some things that I've been reading and, and studying, and I've told you before, but you know, this, this world's wicked. 
you know, and it's just that God's allowed us here to be a beacon unto other people. It's, you know, he left, he left us here so we could be soul winners because we could tell others about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we're passing through, there's some things that we see here that God told the children of Israel, don't do this, don't do this. So we bring it into our lives as being, you know, being saved, being born again, and the way that we're supposed to act, the way that we're supposed to do. And to preface, you know, to, to, to be up front, doing some of these things is not going send, send to send a person to hell. You know, we, 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 pre, we, we try to teach against it. We, you know, stay away from this, stay away from this. But just because a person gets involved in it doesn't mean that they're not saved, not born again. It's just the way that as we're saved, we're born again. We want our righteousness to show for the Lord Jesus Christ. So he gives us examples as this is what you need to do. This is the way you need to act in these, in these things. And uh, To, they're, they're passing through. Uh, I believe it's... Give me just a second. I want to make sure that I get this right. Yes, and, and they're, they're passing through the land. And this... The people that are kin to Esau are the Moabites... And Amnon's, and if you look over in, in Genesis, you don't have to. But if in, in Genesis chapter 19, it's the story of when Lot and his daughters came out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the daughters thought that they needed seed, so they did. They, they got their dad drunk. The oldest daughter went in, and she conceived, and she named that son Moab. Then the younger daughter went in, same thing, and when she, you know, she conceived, was well, she named. Her son, Benamai, which Benamai is, is the father of the children of Amnon. And that's where we're looking at here. The children of Israel are passing through these lands. And so there's some things that God's telling them to do. So when we take this and we, and we look at it into our lives, you know, as if we're saved, we're born again, we shouldn't fit into this old world. And, and, and I want to be real careful. But there's some things that God tells us to do that we need to take example of and, and apply it to our lives. So here we see in, the, you know, in, in verse number five, looking in verse number five, and it's talking, you know, here, you know, they're going through the land, and you know, I believe that the, you know, the, with all my heart that you know, the Holy Spirit told, told them, and, and this is what you need to do, and and. The men wrote it down and it's preserved it for us. But here in verse number five, meddle not with them, for I will not give you of their land, no, not so much as a foot's breadth, because I have given Mount Seir unto Esau for a possession. So the word meddle here, meddle with them, means to avoid their thrills. You know, and. Folks, I mean, the world offers all kinds of things for us to do as, as human beings. And it's, you, you go to some of these places and the lights and all that, they just catch you. It's just, you know, it's mind-blowing, all the things that they have. And 
They know how to get our attention. They know how to get people's attention, and they draw, they draw people in like that. And that's what here he's talking about. Meddle not with them. Don't, you know, avoid their thrills. And, and see, the, the, the Israelites had to pass through this land, but they were to avoid, to avoid the thrills of the land. And, they, you know, they didn't need all this synthetic thrills and stuff that people put on today. They, were just, across, they just crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. God's leading them. They've been in the wilderness for 40 years. And they're about 38 and out and they're, they're starting to head towards the promised land. And God's telling them, this is when you get into the, going through this land, I want you to, you know, you're representing the, the children of Israel. You're the children of Israel. This is what, don't meddle with them. The things that you see, the thrills that they have. You know, Christians don't need the synthetics of the world, the cheap thrills, you know, of the world. You know, we're on our way to heaven. We're saved. We're born again. And I, you know, and the same thing, I know, folks, we have to live in this world. And there's, you know, I, I understand that. But we don't need to, be, you know, the same thing, we don't need to be getting caught up in the world. We're just, we're just passing through. And I don't want to get too far ahead, but, you know, the excitement that we have should be because we're saved, we're born again in our Christian lives. We're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we ought, to get, we ought to get more excited about being in church with like believers than we are sitting somewhere that the world has. They have no idea what God's about. And I'm, please, I'm not saying, you know, don't certain things, don't do this. I'm just saying that in our lives, if we're saved, we're born again, the, the most important thing in our lives ought to be serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what he's telling them here in, in verse number five. Don't meddle with them. In verse, also in verse number, they will not become involved with the possessions of the heathen land. I'm not going to give it to you. It's already promised. So don't be, don't be taking, trying to take the land. These people are, are, are enemies of one another. And they, you know, they didn't like one another. And so God has already given them the promised land and they're passing through and he's telling them, don't, I'm not going to give you any of it. Don't get in a fight with them. Don't go borrow with them. You're just going through. Don't be covetous of the things of their possessions, the things that they have. You know, why? And just continue on. You're headed to a land of, that flows with milk and honey. Don't be satisfied for what's over here because I've given you this land over here. And they've described what the, you know, what the land was, is, is like and things. And so it's the same thing with us. I did a series and like it was, uh, oh, I can't remember. But we were talking and in it, Somebody can probably remind me who, I can't remember who, I think it was Bob Jones Sr. wrote it, that most, you know, the majority of Christians, when the trumpet sounds, we're going to go out of here feet first because we're going to try to hang on to everything in this old world that we can. It ought to be, you know, the other way around. This is not our home. So when the trumpet sounds, you know, but he, he just said, you know, as, as knowing so many Christians and, you know, during the college and, and things, he said, just looking at people and paying attention to them, he said, 
It's like when the trumpet sounds, he said, they're going to be hanging on with everything they can with their hands, and they're going to have to go out of their feet first because they want to stay in this old world. So don't get caught up with the possessions of this world that people have. And there's nothing wrong with having things. I, you please. But just don't make those things more important than God is in your life. And they were in verse number, number six, they were instructed to be honest. Ye shall buy meat of them for money that ye may eat. Ye shall also, and ye shall also buy water of them for money that ye may drink. They were not to be, you know, irresponsible travelers. They're supposed to pay their way. You know, they were to pay for their food. They were to pay for their drinks. They were supposed to be honest. You know, as, as a Christian passes through this old world, we need to set an, exa an example. Hey, those people, they take care of their bills. It, you know, as you know, telling people that we're Christians and stuff, we need to make sure that we keep our, our finances and things in order. Because we're just passing through this old world. Yeah, I'd like to leave the devil with a great big debt. You know, but what if the Lord doesn't come back in the next 10 years or so? I still need to pay my bills. But if I knew he's coming back or something, yeah, let's just leave all kinds of debt for him. But no, that's not, you know, that's not what we're doing. We're supposed to be paying our bills as we go to set a good example. And that's what here he told the children of Israel, as you're passing through this land, make sure you pay your bills. Make sure you, you pay for what you do. Don't, you know, don't be a parasite, but pay for the things. You know, to be honest. And they were not to be, here's one more, you know, you're not supposed to be affected by the Moabites. Again, the Moabites were, were a, a wicked, Moab was one of the wickedest cities in, in this particular era, era of time. And the Moabites, so, you know, in, we, we showed you where they came from. They came from the, in the incest. And so it's a, it started off bad and it's continuing that way. And God's telling them, don't get involved, you know, don't get entangled up in Moab. They were instructed to not to turn to the right, not to turn to the left. Look at verse number 27. It said, let me, pass let me pass through thy land. I will go along by the highway. I will neither turn into the right hand nor to the left hand. And in our, you know, in the script, in the instructions that we get in, in the Word of God, we're not supposed to be entangled in this whole world. We're, you know, we're supposed to be an example. We're supposed to set the example and then people look at us and that's what a Christian looks like. We're not, you know, we're supposed to be, when the doors are open in church, we're supposed to be in church and the things that go on. We shouldn't be sitting somewhere else out in this city and feeling comfortable in the places that we, you know, and I know we have to, I'm not talking about restaurants and things like that. I'm talking about nightclubs and other things that we, people just feel comfortable about going to. I'm, I'm not apologizing for it. A Christian ought not to feel comfortable sitting in some, on some bar stool somewhere. And I'm just having a good old time with my buddies over here because we sh people shouldn't feel comfortable in that environment. So we, we don't need to be involved in the Moabites. We don't need to dress like them. We don't need to sing. I mean, it, it, I know it's, it's not going to, but if it, if it ever happened here at Victory Baptist Church that we start singing the, the old rock and roll stuff around here, I'm, I'm not going to hang around. I love the old, old time songs. 
You know, nowadays, if you don't have the stuff that makes you move, you, you can't hardly get people to come to church. They want to be moved. They, they want to be entertained instead of being told by the Word of God well, how we need to live. So don't get involved. Don't get entangled with the, the, the ways of the Moabites. And then to and they were to in, uh, avoid that, and they were instructed to enter, uh, uh, not to enter into conflicts with the Moabites back in verse number 9. Don't get involved with them. Number nine, the Lord said unto, him, then unto me, distress not the Moabites. Don't argue with them. Don't, you know, don't try, you know, don't try to get into fights with them. And Neither contend with them in battle. For I will not give thee of their land for a possession, because I have given to or unto the children of Lot for a possession. He's already given it to them. So you're just passing through this land. Don't be getting in fights. Don't be argument, arguing and stuff like that. He's, give, he's given them. This is the instructions that you need to do as you pass through excuse me, this land. You know, in our Christian life. And I, I understand there's times when, you know, we need, I, I guess the thing, we need to pick our battles. You know, what are we going to fight? Are we going to fight for the, the standards? Are we going to fight for this book? Are we going to fight for the Calvary? Yes. Am I going to fight with somebody because I don't, you know, they, they go to the different church, they go to this church, so just, I, I stand on where we stand. And that's what, he, you know, don't, because it, don't, don't fight the Moabites because I've already given that land to them. And last of all, again, verse 27, 28, they're to stay on the highway. They're supposed to stay in, the, you know, I guess what we would call it today is stay in your lane. Don't drift out one way or the other. You, know, you, you change lanes too quick, too slow, or whatever. Nowadays, somebody's gonna, you're going to get road rage. You're going to get somebody right on your bumper because you cut in front of them or you cut them off. You know, stay in your lane. And that's what God is telling them here in verse number 27 and 28. It said, Let me pass through thy land. I will go along by the highway. I will neither turn to the right nor turn to the left. Thou shalt sell me meat for money that I may eat and give me water for money and that I may drink. Only I will pass through on my feet. They were just, you know, just let me pass through. I'm just going along. You know, we need food. We need money. But it, you know, I don't want to. Yes, there's, there's some things in here, you know, that. We're just looking at this chapter. There's some things in here. They didn't help them. Later on, you see where they didn't help. They get a, a, a confrontation about it. Well, you didn't help us at this particular time. But we're talking about when they're going in, you're fixing to go into the promised land. The men that have, of war and stuff, we talked about, we read that the men of war have passed on and the, they've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years now then they're headed north they're headed north they're headed toward the promised land god's telling them as you go through these land of the heathen these these ungodly lands don't look to the left don't look to the right just stay on track if we if i can you know, if i could get that down in my life to keep my eyes focused on calvary and the price that God, the Lord Jesus Christ, paid for me. I, you know, it was a debt I couldn't pay. And I keep my eyes focused on God. I'd stay in my lane. But, you know, God wants them, don't, but we get to, I get to looking around. 
man, I like that. Oh, yeah. See, we need to make sure that we keep our eyes toward Calvary, you know, and follow the course. The thing about it is, if we're in the will of God, we're, we're going we're gonna to be happy, wherever it may be. If you're not in the will of God, you're not going to be happy. But if we're in the will of God, and God has us in a particular place. Uh, you know, I've told you before, a lot of you know my testimony. But, I, you know, I, we grew up here. I worked for Bible Baptist Church for eight, nine, nine years. Taught, you know, teach ACE school. Then I was moved to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, worked for Central Baptist Church there for 22 years. And then God moved us back. Well, we went one year to Tennessee and started a, a Christian camp, helped the, the camp get going. But all the places that I, we were at, it was God's will for us to be there. You know, I didn't, it was just, you know, in moving and, and the things that God worked out. There were so many things that had to be worked out in certain situations in certain places in order for us to be there. So I knew that it was the will of God for us to be in Baton Rouge. I, you know, and we had a tremendous time, you know, and, but then it just, God said, it's time to go. I didn't want to go, but it was time to move, and God opened up a, a, a spot for us in Tennessee. And we were there for a year, and I knew that it was the will of God for us to be there to help this camp get going, but then, all, and then it was, okay, things changed, and God said, it's time to move again. And God brought us back to Wichita Falls. See, being in the will of God, you know where you're at and what you're supposed to be doing. The same thing, if we're in the will of God, this book is, is the path to our life. It's the light. It's a light under our feet. And so we know that if we're following this book and the things that God has said unto us and we're in His will, that's where that joy comes from in your life. Regardless of what... I can't, you know, I'm not going to stand here and tell you that I've got it all figured out. There's no way. But you, when you're in the will of God, the things that... <clears throat> sorry, I don't remember which one was, was talking about it, but a message either last week or week four. But if, we're, if we know that we're in the will of God, even in the times and sickness and sorrows, we still have joy. And, and that, you know, and I, please, I don't, I understand the sorrow of losing a loved one. I understand that sorrow. Many of you know. I mean, I, I, I'm the one that found my mom. So I know the sorrow and the hurt that you have and the hurt that we have when God takes a loved one. But I also know that, joy, that God gives you the joy. God gives you the peace. People ask, you know, well, how did, you know, I, I did my, my father-in-law's service. I did my mom's service. Well, how do you do that? God just gives you the peace. 
I mean, your heart's torn apart inside. But you know that you're in the will of God and God is going to give you that peace that nobody else can. So when we're walking in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, yes, there's some things that's going to knock us completely off our path. But don't ever lose sight of what God has done for our lives. It's the same old, you know, the song, it will be worth it all when we see Christ. If I, you know, it's not possible, but I would wish that nobody had to go through sorrows. Nobody had to go through trials. I wish we could, you know, we, it would, we had the Christianity of, and forgive me, but a Joel Olstein. Got a smile on your face all the time. Nothing ever goes wrong. You're always full. You always got money in the bank. You got more money than you can spend. If you'll just put your faith and trust in what I'm telling you, you everything's okay. That's not true. But being in the will of God is better than being any place else that we can be. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I, I can't remember his name, so I'm going to leave it alone because I want to make sure that I get the name right. Anyway, here in Deuteronomy chapter 2, he gives us examples of what we need to do in our lives as we're passing through this whole world. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right, but just keep our eyes focused on God. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for all that you do in meeting our